car addiction, driver demobilization, and rehabilitation from bandthecar.com. Addiction and physical dependence. Cars are not quote-unquote addictive in the strict sense. But cars are the only point of the capitalist lifestyle where survival instincts connect to immediately physical action, and hence are sub-people's heart starters. Their only means of attaining enough arousal and alertness to preserve life and health. Many older people from the first widely car-habituated World War II generation suffer a rapid decline in their health and die shortly after losing their driving license or car. Subsequent generations are even more dependent and get an urge to drive periodically or in response to anything disturbing. They find excuses to head to their cars even without a real destination, and this interrupts discussions and makes non-drivers as disoriented as any other spectators on an addiction. So car use can function as if it were addictive. Habituation, inculcation, and psychological dependence. Car culture also dominates drivers' psyches. Their use of car analogies to describe new stressful phenomenon or logical processes marks out driving as the peak stress. The most deeply impressed center of psychic gravity round which all other activities are made to revolve. Only in driving do drivers get into gear or put the pedal to the metal. After driving they've quote unquote run out of gas. So with all problems that aren't analogous to driving they quote unquote put the brakes on and enter denial. Driving physiologically absorbs their arousal personal courage capable of changing the world is drained off in unnecessary contrived and fetishistic death avoidance driving a few city roads, which they could have traveled more safely as transit passengers. This is convenient for the hegemony as it depoliticizes people. Cars become the quote-unquote opiate of the masses. When this courage was embodied in moral and intellectual debate, democracy came into being as viable and functional. But even with more individual physical power, car culture has helped weaken democracy. Meanwhile, real objective dangers like ecological catastrophe build up but are blanked out in denial, not addressed or acknowledged. This also is like addiction. An addict's life problems not addressed or acknowledged, usually he just backlog until disaster. Demobilization. A widespread car ban would bring problems like some that follow army disbandment after war, appropriately called quote-unquote demobilization. Ex-drivers would suffer depression, oscillated with misdirected and disproportionate arousal. The solution lies in mental transformation and redirection of the energy. But this could take a long time because the aroused response to stress and danger stems from a physiological change in the brain, the amygdala, and once this is set, the person becomes less experimental and more closed-minded and fixed in their ways. New learning is more blocked and new challenges often bring up inappropriate reactions and overreaction. People used to taking their necessary stress from the focus and hazard of arousal, but nor will the universe change. No magic technology will make current consumption sustainable over centuries, so car culture is unsustainable. And arousal is not only needed in a patronizing, quote-unquote, therapy way. Humanity faces real dangers which will only be solvable if people can move their minds to adapt to ecological reality. The first few to manifest will probably be petrol, causing transport and economic crises, water, causing food crises, and heat waves, 
causing energy and wildlife crises. The resources devoted to the car, including personal time and attention, are really needed elsewhere. Car rehabilitation. Car normalized Western society uses a psychiatric propaganda approach to problems whose real solutions impact on consumerist ideology and economic dogma. Chemically suppressing excitation with one hand and pro-offering moronic mass media distractions to suppress disturbing facts with the other. This methodology yields a tranquilized culture of alienation and wasted potential for the individual and delusional sleepwalking into suicide collectively. The key to restoring a viable future is to directly connect the instinctive agitated response to danger with solving the problem instead of side sidetracking it into a contrived adrenaline fix of driving. The real problems in the world do cause stress and arousal and stimulate action, but people need to learn to include them in their framework of reality and engage in solving them. We are all doomed to be hostages to one another's decisions, particularly ecologically. So the proper place for this arousal is to go to politics. But representative and corporate politics only yields position holders and alienates everyone else. If we can secure some direct democracy where people vote on laws and policies, not representatives, and policy debate rather than position grubbing rules the day, then many people's arousal can have positive outlet. The anti-political nature of capitalist corporations, their power as employers to determine what employees do, and their preference for only for having a few people making the laws so they can concentrate their wealth on manipulating, corrupting, lobbying, and bullying, just these few, is the greatest obstacle to this kind of rehabilitation. Conclusion. A ban advocate encounters a catch-22, needing to politicize people for the ban to happen, and needing the ban to happen to affect politicizations. The only resolution of the impasse is to continue mitigating until one or other eventuates. A car ban will bring changes most do not expect, and some will handle it well. Some will need sustained support. Some will require deliberate mental chaining. Some will keel over and die. Some will enter reaction to bring back our God-given four-car family way of life by aggression against any who would say otherwise. The universe will carry on indifferent and still won't yield enough space or oil for more cars, making it difficult even if one was a willing appeaser of impossible reactionary demands. So, those making these demands will need to be handled in the time-honored fashion, argued with, hit back when violent, and if they take to arms, fought for as long as necessary for their movement to be eliminated. This has been Car Addiction, Driver Demobilization, and Rehabilitation from BanTheCar.com.